Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Uh, 22 years old, uh, Rhonda and I had uh, took our first position as a student pastor, which means a person who works with teenagers, in a small town in Tocoa, Georgia. And I, you know, I began working with the teenagers there, and and we lived in a small duplex. We were renting this duplex, and and it was really small. It means it had a little living room area here and a kitchen area here. And one night we were sitting there in that town and that duplex. Uh, basically, we didn't know a lot of people. You know, we were just getting started, but God had begun to work in our, uh, in our efforts, and people, teenagers started coming to Jesus. And we were sitting there one night, and, and the phone rang. And again, some of you are going to have to Google what I'm talking about here, but I had to get up <clears throat> and go to the phone. Okay, it had a cord on it. It was hanging on the wall. And so I picked up that phone. I answered the phone, and, and you know, as I began to uh, say hello, I could the, the person's voice on the other end was very uh, upset. And uh, this guy began to tell me how upset he was that his daughter has started coming to our student ministry. She gave her life to Jesus and he didn't like that. He didn't want his daughter to be a part of a cult or something like that, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And he just would not stop. He just kept, then it got very personal. He told me he didn't like my mother. He never met my mother because he called me a son of a bad person, you know? And so he called me all this. And then he said, you know what? And I'll just take you out and whip you. Well, by that time, you know, I went, the, the old Jeff just showed right up. Well, you know, I'm 22 years old. I'm not that sanctified anyways, you know? <laughs> and so by that time, all of a sudden, Rhonda, you know, sitting, she could see me and I said, oh no, you didn't. And he said, and I said, well, where do you want to meet? And Rhonda's going, where do you want to meet at? Come on, let's go right now. You know, by that time, you've lost it all. You know, you don't care. You're like, where do you want to, tell me where to meet now. <laughs> and the phone hang, hung up. We did not get to that part. But the next day, I went into the office uh, because, again, I was full-time at this church. So I went into the office, and the, the pastor was there, and, and I went in proud. I went in and proud of myself because I had stood my ground that night and I had defended the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? I was ready to extend the right hand of fellowship. <laughs> and so I told this, my pastor, I said, let me tell you, I told him sort of what would happen and I, I was sort of proud, but he was looking at me and I could tell the more I talked, the more his demeanor changed. And he starts doing this. And any time that he would do that, that meant something was coming my way. And he just let me finish. He said, Jeff, let me ask you a question. Do you want to be known as a strong Christian man in this community? I said, yes, sir. He said, do you want to be known as a man of integrity and character in this community? I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, let me ask you something. Would a strong Christian man 
or a man of integrity challenge someone in our community to a fight? No, sir. And he taught me this lesson. He said, Jeff, when you know who you want to become, you'll know what to do. When you know who you want to become, you'll know what to do. And I want to tell you today, that is so true. Is that, you know, as we talk about today, how to change forward, we talk about how to have a real change, we have to begin to think of this statement. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put it on the screen and, and feel free to take your phone out right now and take a picture of this screen. And maybe you want to share it with someone because I hope you never forget this because at 22, this, this changed my life. And here it is. It's coming up on the screen. It says this. Let's read it together. You ready? When I know who I want to be, I will know what to do. Let's read that one more time. When I know who I want to be, I will know what to do. That is it in life. And who do you want to be? That's the question. Who do you want to be? You say, well, pastor, you know, I'm only 10 years old or I'm only 30 years old. Or I'm only 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 years old. No, the question is still that. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Then you will know what to do. And today I want to, tell, if we're going to have real change, we've got to talk about who do we want to be? And I want to give you three things today that I really think that will change your life in, in, in a great way. If you will take seriously God's word, if you'll take seriously what we talk about today, this could be the game changer no matter what season you are in your life. And that is my hope for you. Listen, I want your life to get better. That is my hope for you. That is my cry for you. That is my prayer for you every day that you get better. These three things. Here we go. Number one, how to make a real change. Number one is change how you identify yourself. Change how you identify yourself. You know, I just think we give ourselves labels. For example, there was two guys that were, that were trying to quit smoking. And they went on a break. And as they went on a break, there was a guy, they went out there to where they stood and normally stand to take a break. And one guy, there was a smoker come out and he would he'd lit up a cigarette. And he said to the guys, one guy, he said, hey, do you want a cigarette? And one guy answered, said, no, 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 thank you. I'm trying to quit smoking which that was wonderful. Thank God he resisted the temptation, right? He was trying to quit smoking. That was wonderful re reply. But listen what the second guy said. When he asked him, he said, hey, would you like a cigarette? He said, no, sir, I'm not a smoker. Both of them had been trying, both of them were trying to quit, but one identified him as still being a smoker who's trying to quit. And the other one said, no, I'm not a smoker. In other words, he refused to let his past connect him to his future. And listen, some of us are identifying ourselves as our old person, amen? That's not who we are anymore, amen? amen. That's not who we are anymore. Quit, quit identifying yourself that way. And we, we see this problem. It's, it's, a, it's been a long generation from humanity kind of problem. It's been around a long time. And we find this story of a guy by the name of Abraham and his wife, Sarah. And if, you, if you're not familiar with the Bible, this is where God started the whole Jewish nation out of these two people. But the problem with this is that you look back on their life, is that God had promised them that they're going to be, they're gonna, he's going to start a nation out of them, but they had not had any children. 
And there they were, you know, in their 30s, that promise was great. In their 40s, that promise was still, okay, maybe, you know. And then, and then in their 50s, it's like, eh, I don't know if this is going to happen. And then the promise kept coming in the 60s and 70s. And it's like, yeah, right. And a matter of fact, the Bible even is clear about Sarah who said, yeah, right. This, that ain't happening. This body is dead, and I know his body is dead. I mean, that's exactly, you got to read the Bible, people. Read the Bible. It's exciting. It's not boring, okay? And so, so finally, they get into their 90s, and the promise is still coming. It's like, no, 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 it's not happening. And Abraham and Sarah are identifying themselves. They're identifying themselves as washed up, that it's not going to happen. But look what God does. In order to, to birth something great in them, he had to change their identity and what they said about themselves. So look what it says here. In Genesis uh, 17, 5, it says, God told him, talking about Abram, Abraham, look what he says. He says, I'm changing your what, everybody? Before he could change him, he had to change his name. It is no longer Abram, which meant exalted father, but what? Abraham. And Abraham means father of nations. He goes on to say, for that is what you will be. Notice he changed his identity and said, you're no longer going to be called Abram. You're going to be called Abraham because you're going to be the father of nations. And then he didn't leave uh, Sarah out of this. Look what happens. In Genesis 17 and 15, then God added, regarding Sarah, because that's what she was called before, Sarah, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarah, but Sarah, which means princess. And I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly and make her the mother of what, everybody? You see what happened there? In order for God to, to, to bring to birth the vision that he'd promised, he had to change their thinking and how they thought about themselves. And let me just tell you something. You can never move beyond the way that you think about yourself. Amen? If you keep thinking, I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing, and, and I can't do this. If you keep thinking that way about yourself, you will never be. You've got to believe in you, everybody. Amen? Now, notice what happened here in our story. They're, 90, they're in their 90s now. Abraham's 99 years old, and, and she's in her 90s, and, and they've been promised a child. And all of a sudden, in order for God to make the promise come to pass, he said, listen, you've been saying all the wrong things about you. And so God changed Abram to Abraham, which means I'm the father of nations, and from Sarah to Sarah, which means I'm the mother of nations. Look what happened. Every time they introduced themselves to somebody, they shook their hand and said, Abraham said, hey, I'm Abraham. He would say, I'm the father of nations. Every time Sarah introduced herself, she says, I am Sarah, not Sarah, but Sarah, which means I am the mother of nations. And all of a sudden, as they begin to introduce themselves to people as to who they were, were. They begin to speak to their future. And all of a sudden, they begin to believe in themselves. You know, all of a sudden, well, look, Abraham, he begins to say, well, I am the father of nations. That's who I am. And, and Sarah's like, I'm the mother of nations. And then all of a sudden, Abraham began to look at Sarah a little bit differently because she introduced herself as Sarah, which means princess. All of a sudden, he said, yes, she is fine over there. That, that's, that's my, she's a princess. I've been looking at her all wrong. Look at her. And then all of a sudden, Abraham going around saying, hey, I'm Abraham, father of nations. He's like, yes, that's my man. He is the father of nations. That's who he is. And then all of a sudden, something began to happen between the two. The chemistry began to, to grow again. At 90 years old, it's amazing what God can bring to life. 
Amen. You think your marriage is dead because you're getting older. No, no, no. Read the Bible, people. Maybe you need to change your name. That's right. Isn't it amazing that when you get saved that God says he gives you a new name? Not your defeated name. And see what happened. Watch what happens here. Is that God had to birth something. He had to birth their faith in themselves before he could use them to birth a baby that would birth faith in a nation. You see what I'm talking about? And so all of a sudden, yeah, Abraham says, oh, oh, Sarah, you're princess. You look fine over there. And all of a sudden, Sarah says, Abraham, I got a little time over here. <laughs> and then we got a little Isaac makes his way onto the earth. Amen. God has to birth it in you before miracles happen. What I'm trying to tell you is when you, be, when you will allow God to move inside of you and move faith, not only him, but let it, your faith in God put faith in you again. It's not what you can do, but it's what he can do through you. And you got to change that stinking thinking. Amen. Give yourself a checkup from the neck up and stop thinking about all the bad things and know I am in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I want to challenge you today on this card. I have a statement, and I hope you'll check the box. It says the next step. It says, I will stop saying to myself and others, I am not. Because we keep telling everybody, I am not, I am not. You will never be what God has put in your heart if you keep telling everybody what you are not. Amen? Amen. That's good preaching right there. What? When you spend years telling yourself, I am not, you will give yourself a cop-out, an excuse, and you will not be. My goodness, I want to keep being, I want to keep being what God wants me to be. How about you? The second thing I would share with you is this. The second thing is this, is we have to learn to behave like the person we want to become. Oh, boy. You've got to behave like the person you want to become. You see... Like, you know, some of you, every time that every action, let me say it this way, your identity emerges out of your habits. Every time, every action that you take is a step toward the person that you want to become. So this, you know, some of you got up this morning and, and you made up your bed. You know what you were saying? You're saying, I'm an organized person it's by doing that action. Some of you, you know, you have, you begin to exercise and you may not be where you want to be, but you started exercising. What you're saying is, is you're saying, I'm a healthy person. Some of you, you know, you begin reading your Bible and you begin praying. And, and what you said is this, is I'm becoming a more spiritual person. See, your actions are dictating who you are. It's your identity. You're acting your way into who you are. You see what I mean by that? And so it's so, so important to understand. Jesus said it this way in John 8 and 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those who believed in him, if you continue, notice that, if you continue my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what, everybody? Well, everybody wants to be free. Everybody wants to, oh, I want the freedom. I want God's word. I want to be free. Well, well listen. The way you get freedom is that you got to get in God's Word. Amen? See, you get in God's Word, God's Word gets in you, and then you have freedom. But you, you can't just, listen, you can't just say, well, I tried that Christian thing one time and it didn't work. No. Yeah, if you just said one prayer and you didn't do anything else, it will not work. But once you get into God's Word, you continue in His Word, it gets in you. It will change your life. Amen, everybody? Amen. See, the truth will make you free, but it makes you miserable first. 
Amen. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and tell the truth about it, right? Because the truth, the truth tells me what I'm not doing. This It points out my darkness, right? It points out, I said, no, 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 you need to change. And it helps you to make the changes that you need. Look at the next verse with me. Jesus said this in Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and what? Puts them into practice. Notice that. That's habits. Every time that you put God's word into practice, you're saying, I'm a strong Christian. Puts them into practice like a wise man who built his house on the rock. It wasn't hearing Jesus' words that changed the people. It was those that put them into practice. Amen? You see, it's real easy to come to church and say, amen, pastor, that's great. Oh, that was a good sermon. And if you walk out with just that, then you're going to build your house on the sand. But if you walk out and say, no, that was God's word. I'm going to apply God's word. I'm going to live God's word. I'm going to put it into practice. Then you become a strong force. Amen, everybody? That's what God wants you to be. And that's what I want you to be. It's putting God's word into practice. Every action you take is a vote for the kind of person you want to become. Every action that you take is a vote for the kind of person that you want to become. That's why that pastor said this to me, and it's coming back up on the screen. Look at this. We're going to say it together. Here we go. When I know who I want to be, I will know what to do. Every action is a vote of kind of person you want to become. I want you to know this, that when you're thinking about what you're going to do, what you should do, you should ask yourself this question, who do I want to become? And so that way, if you want to be a, if you want to be a better father, you should ask this question, what would a good father do? If you want to be a better mother, you should ask this question, what would a good mother do? If you want to be a better husband or wife, you should ask the question, what would a good husband or wife do? If you want to be a better student in school, you should say, what would a good student do? If you want to be a better teacher, say, what would a good teacher do? If you want to be a better good employee, just say, what would a good employee do? What would they do? And do that, amen. Do the next right thing. Ask her. What, so the question is, who do you want to become? You know, everybody says, well, you're just becoming just like your parents. Well, if you keep doing the same things they did, that's what you're going to get. And if it was good, great. But if it's not who you want to be, you got to change that. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're amen. Look, I gave, I gave you, would you pull out this card that says our 2021 daily decorations? Would you pull that out? Notice what this is, everybody. This is I am a Christian statement that I want you to say every day. But notice what's behind the I am a Christian. It's the steps to become a better Christian. Did you see that? I am a Christian who connects with God daily through prayer. That is one of the steps that you take. That's an action you take to become a stronger Christian. I'm a Christian who grows. Wow, how? By reading the Bible and by gathering with God's people. That's a step you take. It's a vote for the kind of being a stronger Christian. I'm a Christian who serves in my church and my community. That is a step that you take to become a stronger Christian. That's why we talk about growth track all the time, all the time, all the time. That's why we talk about groups all the time, all the time, all the time. Why it helps you get better. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian who shares my faith and resources generously. 
Why? Because that's what strong Christians do. And every time you do that, guess what? You're saying, I'm going to be more like Jesus. And guess what? If the end result is, is that I'm a Christian who exists to give people an opportunity for a better life through Christ. Why? Because listen, everything on this world that's here is going to stay here. It's all going to burn up one day. But the only thing that's going to matter are the people that you influence for Jesus Christ. Because when we get to eternity, they get to go with us. Amen. And we're going to be with us forever. So listen, this is not our home, everybody. I want you to know this, that this is not our home. Listen, Rhonda and I, you know, we sold our house this summer and we bought a home, a smaller home. We know it's a temporary home. And we said, we're going to move here temporarily. And so when I'm talking to people, I say, yeah, we live here, but it's temporary. And it just dawned on me that every house we live in is temporary. Not just because I'm married to Rhonda Dawes. Anybody had got extra room? <laughs> Every home's temporary. Your home, your home is temporary, amen? Your address, you know, the address that we have here is 4401 Highway 155 North Stockbridge. That's the address of this church. Listen, it's temporary. We got a, our, our permanent address is on Amen Corner and Hallelujah Avenue, amen? We're going to live forever there with God. We got, we got to quit acting like this is it. This is not it. It's not important. You know, the, the, the political system is not important. It's all going to come to pass, the Bible says. It's all going to fail. But Jesus reigns, and that's why his kingdom is the most important of all. We are here for the kingdom of God. We are citizens of heaven, everybody. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I am a Christian, everybody. I'm, a Christ. I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. Yeah. It just doesn't matter to me. You say, well, what about this issue and this issue? Well, I'm just going to love you to Jesus and let Jesus do what he can do. And if Jesus can't do it, I can't do it either. I know that I'm on my way to heaven. I want you to go with me. The heaven is real. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. When you know who you want to be, then you'll know what to do. I want to be a Christian. I don't know about you. The third thing, make your daily declarations about who you are in Christ. Make your daily declarations. You see, Abraham forgot who he was. I'm just Abe. I'm just Abe. That's all I am. I'm just Abe. I'm an old Abe now. I'm just old Abe. Well, God said, no, 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 no. You can't just see yourself as old Abe. You're the father of nations. Well, God, I'm 99 years old. It hadn't happened yet. I don't guess it's going to happen. No, 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 no. If God said it, it will happen. Right. Amen? Amen? And some, I just feel like some of you, you know, you feel like, well, you know what? I've done my time. You know, I'm a little older now. Well, listen, if you feel that way, let's just go ahead and have your funeral. <laughs> let's just go ahead and bury you right now because you're just wasting space. If you feel like you're done, if you're done, then this is going to be done with it. We're baptized the next week, uh, next end of this month. I'll just drown you then. <laughs> we say, dear God, thank you for the work they did. They're not doing anything else for you. They're going to be useless the rest of their life. Just take them on to heaven, Jesus. <laughs> That's pretty strong, isn't it? But isn't it the truth? 
Don't you think that God sent them there in heaven and said, well, you know what? Well, look at them. They're doing nothing. They, they retired from life. No, you don't get to retire. You get to retread. Yeah. Well, some of you get that one tonight. <laughs> don't tell me to come on anymore. I'm already in trouble. <laughs> look what the Bible says, Romans 7.21. So you make your daily declarations about who you are in Christ. Look what the Bible says. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, would you read this last part, this end of this sentence? Evil is right there with me. Anybody beside me find that to be true? Anyway, come on, I'm looking for the honest people. Anybody beside me? Yes. You know, we can just have revive. We can just, man, I can just have a great day in the Lord, but evil still right there in there. Like we talked about last week, it's like the dog that wants to return to its vomit. That's why evil is always trying to pull you back. Always there. So what's the answer? What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thank God. Would you read the answer with me? Come on, you ready? The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the answer, everybody. The answer to all that's going on in the world is still Jesus. It's the, it's, it's the answer, everybody. What brings us together more than anything else, and let me tell you something, the devil's, the devil's job is divide and conquer, but Jesus wants us to unite and conquer. Amen? Amen. And, and so Jesus is still the answer. And so I would just challenge you every day, get up and, and you've got to declare who you are in Jesus Christ. You know, that's why I got these I am a Christian statements. I want you to say them every day. I am a Christian. Declare who you are. But I have some de de declarations that I say myself every day. I say those I am a Christian statements, and I say other statements about who I am in Christ because only through Jesus Christ can I do this. I say I'm a follower of Jesus who brings honor to God. That's what my life's about today. I am a husband who is passionate about his wife, Princess Rhonda. I've already warned her that when we get to be 70, 80, 90 years old, I'm going to still come after her. <laughs> I'm in hot pursuit. I hope you feel the same way about your spouse. Amen? Amen. And, and, and so I'm a husband who's passionate. I'm a father who loves and communicates with his children. That's who I am. I, I am a godly man because I'm a Christian, not because I'm a pastor. I'm a godly man who does not look at ungodly things. Every day I declare that over my life. Every, I got to remind myself of that every day. I, I'm a pastor who loves his people. I'm, a, I'm that That's who I am. I, I, I am. I am generous. I am a good father. I am bold in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I am a person who exists to give people an opportunity for a better life. That's who I am. Every day I get up, I declare that over my life. So you can't tell me who I am. I know who I am. Amen. In Jesus Christ. And too many of you are sitting out here every day. You're letting the world define you. You're letting your friends define you. You're letting, you're letting uh, people define you. You should let Jesus Christ define you. Amen. And when you wake up and walk out like that, it's powerful. When you go out your door every day and you know who you are, no matter what the gates of hell brings against you, it doesn't matter because you've declared, I am who I am in Jesus Christ. And that's more than enough. Amen. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. You've got to know it. You've got you to know when you, when you step out those doors, when you go get on that school bus, when you walk down the hallway to that school, when you walk to that job, when you're walking in your community, you've got to know. That's why the Bible says in Romans 8 and 37, look what he says. In Christ, notice this verse is coming up. Knowing all these things, we are what? More than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen? Then look at, look at Philippians 4, 13. Here he says, what did he say? I can, what? Do all things through Christ through strength. Notice it's in Jesus Christ. Oh, I love this one. This is a new one and one I'm memorizing now. Proverbs 3, 5 and, uh, 3 and 25 and 26, who says this, Have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtake the wicked, for the Lord will be your confidence. Amen? The Lord will, the Lord will be your confidence. He will, stand, he will keep your foot from being snared. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, look at this one. Look at Ephesians 2.10. Here we go. Here's who you are. We are God's workmanship. Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm looking at God's workmanship. When you was in your mother's womb, he designed you. He created you. He, he, he had a plan for you. Amen? You are God's workman. You should look at, you should look at people and say, no, 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 don't talk to me like that because I am God's workmanship. Amen? He's working in me and on me and through me. So, no, no, no. I know how I am God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I'm not here to do bad. I'm here to do you good. Amen? And when I know who I want to be, I'll know what to do. And if I'm created to do good, then listen, I can't think about doing bad because I got to think about how can I do good for you? Created to do good works. It's in Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to tell you today is that Jesus changes everything. The change that you desire, the change forward that you desire comes from understanding that in Jesus Christ, I can, I am more than a conqueror in Jesus. He does miracles, people. Look at me. Jesus still does miracles. I'm telling you that Jesus still does miracles. I think the church has given up on that. No, 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 no. We are still a church of the whole Bible, amen, and that Jesus still does miracles. He heals the sick. He raises the dead. He still does that. He raises dead relationships to life again. He still does that. He's still, he's still moving in our homes. He's still giving favor over his people. He's still letting his Holy Spirit go before us. He's still calling young men and women to the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This world, you think the world's going to hell. No, no, no. God is at work and Jesus changes everything. Changes everything. That's why right now, if you don't know, those that are watching as well, those in this room, if you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, my friend, I, I would plead with you to cross that line because He changes everything. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no pillow as soft as laying your head on it at night knowing that you, He is yours and you are His. You need to know Jesus as your Savior. So right now, just like those 24 people did last week. We've come to this moment just for you. So just bow your heads with me just a second. Heavenly Father, 
There's people in this room, there's people that are watching right now online that, God, they're never going to get it right. It's never going to be all right. It's never going to be all right until you bring them in. They're never going to have peace until they have the Prince of Peace. So, Father, right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. There's people in this room that are going to pray this prayer and I'm watching online. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. I need you to save me. Everywhere I turn, there's something calling out to me to do wrong, but I need you to help me to do right. Save me from that bad relationship. Save me for those bad financial decisions. Save me from getting caught up in political talk that's no good. Save me. Save me from the social media disaster that my life has been. God, save me from all of that and forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.